Hi, everybody. Welcome to Revitalize Meets, where I get the opportunity to meet with business leaders and business entrepreneurs from across the global network. And today we've got the great pleasure to be with a business owner to find out about his challenges, his achievements, his golden top three tips of advice, and much more from over 17 years, 17 years experience in the recruitment industry. Can you please join me today by welcoming Mr. Darren Agazild from Rose Recruitment. Darren, how are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, Lee. Thanks for that uh, reminder of being in this industry for 17 <laughs> years, mate. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I'm good. And I hope you're well yourself. So, Yeah, very well indeed. Thank you. Very well indeed. It's a pleasure to welcome you to Revitalize Meets and really an opportunity for to find out more about your business journey and to find out your challenges, your achievements, uh, and what's been happening over the last 17 years plus, really. Can we, can we first off start by looking at your business journey? And one of the biggest things I noticed what we were talking about prior to today's meeting was that Rose Recruitment was only established from 2003. So yeah. what was the transition for you and when did that happen in that time for yourself, Darren? Yeah, so I mean, for, for me, I, uh, I started in recruitment about 2004. Um, I was in banking before that, Lee, and then got headhunted from... The, the branch manager at uh, Kelly Services on George Street in Aberdeen. Um, and that was me transitioned into sort of recruitment and have been ever since. Um, she left there about say, a year after to go to one of the oil and gas companies as a, a, a recruitment manager. So there was a post available there that um, she said, look, Darren, I think you should go for it. And we went along with another couple of uh, consultants and stuff, and I was lucky enough to actually get it. So I've been in management for about 16 years of this 17-year trip of, uh, of recruitment, Lee. So it's, uh, it's been a journey and a half, to, to say the least. So, I mean, I was four years with Kelly Services, loved it to pieces, was managing big contracts from sort of Perth up to the Highlands. So I was in Dingwall quite a lot and in Inverness, Forest, down as far as Perth and Norwich Union down there. So it was massive contracts dealing with, you know, multinational companies. It was great. Um, and then we went into ADECO after that, one of the largest agencies in the, the world. Um, and I honestly had an absolute ball there. We had such a good team. In Aberdeen, we were, um, I mean, we used to do cartwheels, um, Lee, when, when we'd done placements. And I, I, I all used to sort of tell the team, you know what, if you hit an X figure, I'll do a handstand, I'll do forward rolls, I'll run around the, the Golden Square, you know, doing certain stuff. And do you know what, Lee? The hit it. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to make a fool of myself a few times, but hey, that's recruitment for you, mate. We have, we have a bit of fun and we, we, we get on with it. And then I was lucky enough after a decade to, to go to um, Entrust People in Rayburn, where I was uh, an associate director and um, operations manager. Um, and then when I was at Entrust, it was a great company and people should look them up if they're ever in life science uh, area or needing some help. They're a brilliant company run by Ryan and uh, Austin. Um, and then I bought Rose. I knew Linda Rose from way back. Um, so Linda Rose and my, the person who actually recruited me back at Kelly Services were friends, believe it or not. So I was coming up to my 40th birthday 
And um, I said to the missus, I've got an opportunity, you know, Linda Rose wants to leave the business. Um, she wants to, you know, just exit and, you know, uh, look after our, our mum and dad and things like that. So I sort of met with her, did all the due diligence around there. Luckily, um, my missus's dad's an accountant, so he did all the due diligence and said, yeah, that's fine, Darren, you can, you can buy it if you want, <laughs> as long as you can make a go of it. It was it was doing okay. It had all the right foundations, Lee. It just needed a bit of TLC, and um, yeah, it was a bit a bit tired. That was all I would say about it. Um, and then the transition, yeah, was 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 interesting. So I bought it in uh, the second of July, two thousand and fifteen. So I've been there ever since, and we've 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 had a great team, a great you know opportunity to rebrand as we'll talk about later on um, so it made it feel more of my company rather than Linda's company but yeah the essence were there it was a great company to to sort of buy and just before my 40th birthday was probably the right time because you know I, I had over um, 11 12 years in the industry and it was it was time to sort of do it myself if you know what I mean um so the transition was was difficult um because of going from being a salary to, to actually owning a business and try and make money and make sure every element is covered is is very difficult um and I'm, I'm probably gonna paint that picture here but the rewards are are outweigh that to be fair so and it's a great result to have, and especially when you talk. I would love to see you do a cartwheel, by the way, and a handstand oh, yeah, at the yeah, same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that stage, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. But it's good to hear about that team ethos that you've had and the people that you've met. And it's that understanding of trust and mm -hmm. an understanding of what you're looking to achieve. So great to hear that. But looking at your biggest achievements and challenges, I'd like to delve into that a little bit more now, if you don't mind. But, yeah. you know, we talk about rebranding. And one of the biggest challenges that I see you overcame over the last few years was that you hit over 1 million turnover. So would you mind sharing the challenges of the rebranding yeah. and the hitting the 1 million pound target? How did you achieve that? Okay, so I mean, we'll start with the rebranding, Lee. I mean, where it was is that, you know, the, the branding that we had was gold colored before and it was like a little man juggling some balls above his head. So, yeah, I could understand you're juggling things and recruitment, you're juggling people, you're juggling clients and stuff that the concept was good, but the gold didn't work because of trying to get that onto a letterhead or various different, you know, um, business cards or things like that Lee was so costly because you're using gold to, like leaf or foil or something along that lens it was costing a fortune on on that um, that side so but I think where where the rebranding was and where I've I've done this with sort of I took the experience from different agencies Lee and just put them all together and and thought how do we make this company a bit more vibrant a bit more personable to people. So what we did is we chose a fair few colors that we could use as different um, divisions and stuff. Lee, as you can see, we've got hospitality yeah. back here and we've got engineering, finance, um, commercial, and, a, and a, a few more to, to say the least. But what we did is we went with some core colors that work together. So pinks, 
Sion blue, um, a royal blue, you know, just vibrant colours. And what we did is that where people were, people are, they've got their own personalities, Lee, and everybody's different. And in recruitment, you'll have different people from different industries and things that want to do different um, things. And people like colours. So I thought if people can come into my organisation and say, Darren, I want a pink card, I can get him a pink card, Lee. If they want a blue card, I can get him a blue card. Now, me being a, a Dundee United fan, as you can see here from my sense. You had to show that, didn't you? You had to show that. I wanted an orange card, mate. So, <laughs> you know, these things we could go. And, and I did take this concept from somewhere else that worked quite well for them. And they were quite a, a fresh, funky kind of company, which was great. But where I wanted to do it, was that we could have the concept of having rows like this yeah. and the icon was there but also we could put the the divisions underneath it mm. which would allow me to add more divisions in time and not be settled on just rows recruitment yeah. we did think about rows but everybody that i spoke to doing the market research thought we were we we sold flowers so, so, so we went back to that concept and said rose recruitment. But yeah, it's it's been a, it wasn't an easy journey. Um, it took a long time for us to get to this stage. We went through so many different uh, mock-ups and stuff and meetings. Lee, it was me. Um, the team were involved in it as well. They got in, involved in sort of what do you like, what do you not like, do you like his colours and stuff, which which was good, but it just added confusion to the mix and it took so long to get, oh, I don't like your pink, I don't like your green, I don't, <laughs> it's like, right, we'll make a decision and we'll yeah. move on. So we did that um, and we launched it at um, one of the, the local um, networking events called Tubs, so it's the ultimate business show. So we, we launched it there, Lee, we had it up, um, and what we did is we had our um, a chef, one of our chef of the years, at the actual event cooking pancakes for everybody. So we had pancakes and Nutella and everything. So yeah, that was good. Um, but then once we got to that stage, it, 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 the business kind of turned around and was pointing in the right direction because there was a bit of buzz around it and people were like, oh, what's he up to? What's he doing? What, you know, and it was more the talking around rows and what they were up to and oh have you got pancakes you got this and you tended yeah. to hear people coming through the grapevine asking what, what's Mr. Agusold up to you know what's he doing up there and I think that led to us winning some business um, but also hitting that you know over the million pound turnover Lee which um, you know was a few years back um, and we consistently continued along that lines until obviously COVID came along, which affected us. But the million pound was a huge, huge hit for us because it kind of took us from turning over about maybe 450 when I bought it, maybe to, to over 1.345 million pounds. So there was a huge shift in that. Um, but the credit to the people that were working for us, they, they were knocking the pan in to try and push it. And, you know, we won big, big contracts, like multinational contracts, which helped oh, yeah. us and we've still got them. So we're continuing to grow along that lines. And, and uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where we, 
where we managed to hit that £1 million, but it was just stay focused, get cracking, every pound's, you know, going to hit that bottom line. And, yeah, we, we partied hard. We had a lot of bottles of um, champagne that, yeah. that uh, Christmas time, let's say. Um, when I looked at the bill the next day, I was like, oh, did we spend that money? Yeah, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. So... Yeah, I think what, yeah. what you look at as well with the team that you've got and the achievements that you've got to that, the tipping point, mm-hmm. is a word that I use quite a lot is consistency. Yeah. And you've had a consistency on your message. So when the rebranding happened, the penny sort of dropped for everybody who's watching it and your team mm-hmm. got behind the yeah. unison of the message that you're looking to deliver. So it literally made sense to everybody. I think every business gets to a point where you've got the message on point, you're delivering it, you're focused, you're driven, and you start delivering upon that message. So I think the takeaway from that over the last few years, and congratulations hitting that sort of like that turnover, Mike, that, that sort of goal that you wanted to, to achieve that challenge. Um, but I think it came from what you've mentioned so far the day is a team effort and team unison and everybody knowing exactly what they're aiming for. Um, so that's really testament to you and the team that's around you. And it's worthwhile having a few bottles of champagne, I tell you. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the challenge, but I think also where we are at the moment in present times, how have you adapted your business over the last sort of 12 to 18 months? How have you moved it? How have you shaped it? And now how are you delivering that in a virtual world that we're living in right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, every recruiter out there or business owner has, has had to make sacrifices or changes over the last sort of 12 to 18 months, Lee, I think. And we are no exception, you know. I mean, we've got a, a big hospitality presence in Aberdeen, Glasgow, Edinburgh now. So it's, you know, we were we were hit quite hard back then. So we need to sort of refocus now and, you know, with all that business let you know, we didn't have over the last year, but we also had the oil and gas um, that closed down as well. So there was, there was kind of a double whammy there. We were we were doing really well in um, 2020 for the first quarter. We had a record January, February was very good, and March was looking exceptional until yeah. COVID came along on 23rd of March. I know it well because it's my my missus's birthday. Um, so I know exactly when it happened, what happened. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we, we had to um, transition a wee bit and move people back home. And, you know, and it was very difficult because all our clients were closedly um, and there was no real sort of when are they coming back? What's happening? What's going to happen there? You know, with the contract catering and things, they're at the mercy of these oil and gas giants up here that, you know, if they say you're not coming back on site, you're not coming back on site, you know. But we were lucky. We had a number of contractors that were allowed to work from home. So they did that um, and we were still managing to to cover costs and things like that up until about the October time when we had to make a couple of decisions, Lee. There was no business for certain areas and unfortunately we had to make sacrifices there and let a few people go. But we, we, we transitioned into the sort of care homes, the care sector, so we moved into there. And um, We also looked at more sort of construction-based side of things like um, street works. Um, ground workers, that type of thing, so that we could sort of stable the ship 
um, and keep business coming through, which was consistent. But I think the one thing that's done is allowed me to look at a business and see where we're going to go in the future and how we're going to future proof it. Because I think in recruitment, if you put your eggs in one basket, like a lot of the people, in, unfortunately, in, in recruitment or in the hospitality side, I've seen a lot of people go out of business over the last 12 months, Lee, which, you know, they were running really, really good businesses. And unfortunately, through no fault of their own, they, they weren't allowed to open. And, you know, you just feel for them people out there and, and right now. But I mean, for us, it's it's more sort of focusing on new sectors or our not new sectors, but developing the sectors we were touching around before sort of COVID came on. So we've got the IT side, which technology side, which I was doing at Entrust before. So we're kind of pushing that into the central belt um, along with the finance side, Lee. But the, the big one for us is the energy sector. So the renewables, it's, it's starting to gather speed and people are transitioning from oil and gas engineering into the renewables. So that's a huge thing for us. And we're, we're having a number of conversations just now around that. And, you know, how, how can we help new businesses survive and push themselves forward by maybe offering payroll services or doing their recruitment for them rather than them getting caught up on getting new systems like Sage payrolls and stuff like that. We can do it for them and it will charge them a little percentage to keep them going because the biggest thing I see is that if we can help companies just at the start and as they grow, we'll both be profitable. We'll both them, um, you know, it's a win-win situation from us. So um, it's good. Definitely. Good to adapt it and move it that way as well. And with everything that you're doing for all of the sectors that you've just mentioned there as well, from the care, the construction, yeah. um, for everybody who's watching and listening today, what would be your golden top three tips or advice when either applying or sourcing for a new role? What would be your top three golden top tips? Yeah, okay, so top three tips. Um, number one, find a good recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> I am available, so it gives a phone. Um, but yeah, I think there, there, there's thousands of good recruiters out there, Lee, and I think it's finding the one in your sector that's going to deliver for you or understands that sector in particular. Because what employers maybe don't know is that we actually we're proactive in the market. So we will actually go and try and speak to candidates that are not on job boards. They're not looking just now, but you know, we can recreate new positions for these people. And it just so happens that sometimes you, you strike gold. I mean, I was playing golf on a golf course once funnily enough. And then this guy said to me, Darren, do you know anybody that could do this job? And I'm like, yeah, I've got two in my head right now. Then as soon as we left the golf course, Lee, it was, I'll make the calls. The next couple of days was interviews. The guy got placed and I got a massive fee. And he says, how do you re how do you know that guy? He says, because that's my job to know where people are and what skills they've got. So that's, mm -hmm. that's number one. Number two, I think for any employer out there, I see this quite a lot is that they've got really make things hard for themselves. Uh, I would say keep it simple. Recruitment's simple. It's not hard, but people overcomplicate things by using weird job titles, Lee, is the, the, the bad thing. But they don't understand that if you put that sort of job title on, 
So various different things complicating things that the candidates on the back of that don't get any emails to, to tell them that this job is live because you know if you if if it's an administrator put administrator if it's a sales position put sales you know don't change the the wording and stuff you know it it, it just confuses people and you just won't you won't optimize your chances of getting candidates basically and so that's from there but I think number three is showcase your company and let people see what you're doing on social media, LinkedIn, because candidates are drawn to that. So if you're not on social media or doing stuff like what we're doing just now, Lee, we're trying to you know, promote the company and get it out there and tell people what Rose Recruitment do. But a lot of these companies think that candidates would should work for them, but they don't tell them why they want they should work for them, if you know what I mean. So that that would be my number three. I mean, for for candidates and stuff, Lee, I think we've we've just launched a whole load of podcasts and, you know, we, we've got some on CV Aberdeen as well, <clears throat> excuse me, is the company that uh, I look at as well. So I've got that in the background. So, I mean, go on our YouTube channels, go on the podcasts that are live now, um, you know, and, and, you know, or even drop me an email or a, a message, which you'll get later on, and be happy to, to speak to you about it. So Definitely. Well, remember, everybody, grab your notebooks, jot these three areas down. Number one, you've got pick out your best recruitment specialist, i.e. Darren and the Rose Recruitment team. Number two, keep it simple in a delivery. Keep it simple and straightforward. Don't try and overcomplicate it altogether. And number three, is making sure that you're doing your research and you're showcasing your business so people actually know who they're recruiting and who they're going to be working for. Showcase the benefits of that company, who you are, if you're applying or you're sourcing for those careers and those jobs. So thanks for sharing those golden top three tips of advice there, Darren. Thank you so much. Um, with everything that's going on, we've talked a lot about sort of challenges and achievements and, you know, advice, et cetera. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself and your business through self-reflection, through training, or we talked about before about the golf, individual, meeting people. So what's been your, your learnings over the last sort of 18 months? It's, it's been a big learning curve for us. I think, um, you know, with COVID hitting and me having young family, Lee, it's, it's kind of... It's been an eye opener in how how things are in my world or how I prioritize things. I think um, I was very much of you know family comes first, business comes second, and you know right now it's it's kind of flipped on its head as business needs to come first so that family can survive and things. So I think and I think the word resilience is that being used in a lot of my Zoom calls and people are like, how can you be so upbeat after the year you've gone through? Because well, I've been through quite a lot having to leave my business to go on to look after my children because my 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 missus, she works full-timely and she runs facilities for one of the councils up here. So she, there was no way she could have even thought about, you know, coming away and they couldn't go get furloughed or anything like that. So I had to leave the business to look after the young children and also homeschool, which, well, never again. <laughs> no chance. I'm, I've learned one thing out of lockdown. I'm not a teacher. 
never ever will I become a teacher. Hats off to everybody that's a teacher yeah. out there. But I think the word resilience, um, you know, we got there, we had to make redundancies and, and then I lost my dad just before Christmas as well. So last year was was one of the probably most challenging years I've ever had in my, my whole entire life, to say the least, Lee. But I think because I've got a passion about getting this business to where it is, I know what my end goal is. COVID's kind of changed that and will maybe take another couple of years to get there. But we're, we're looking at sort of putting things in place now that we can push the business forward and, you know, we can sort of, come to Glasgow, to Edinburgh, Manchester in, in due course, which, you know, the, the contracts are there. We just need the, the clients to go back on sites and and, uh, and pick a phone up to us and, and we'll, we'll be down there soon. So hence why, you know, these podcasts and stuff are good because they're going out to the right market, Lee, right. Um, where we're heading. So, um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the whole last 12 months and 18 months, there's a lot of people who are business owners or entrepreneurs who are trying to do things that they want to do, but it's just been restriction after restriction. But hopefully now, and hopefully, you know, Glasgow will, will become, you know, let let free, should they say, um, in, in, in time. But it's been very good for sort of mental health up here because some people were really struggling. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not one that, sort of will sit back and wait for things to happen and need to go and get them but god you go up and down like a roller coaster last year was you know some highs and some really lows but you know i just blessed that what what we've we've got and you look at everything around us lee and you know we're not we're not that bad off compared to to some others so you know we're thankful for that and we just need to you know, do the best we can to, to come out of this um, restrictions and stuff, you know, with a, a, you know, just a smile and keep, keep um, you know, speaking to people because that's when opportunities come along. So Very true. And I think it's, you know, testament to yourself, resilience is a big word. Yeah. You know, keeping a hold, my, my father used to say it all the time, keep a hold, son, keep going. Just keep pushing through it. Keep, keep getting to where you want to be. And surround yourself with the right people, which you have been doing. Yeah. And I think we're all challenged with the, the time balance that we've got now with family and work, work and family. We're now getting to a stage where I think a lot of people are going, wow, okay, I've got a bit more time to spend at home. Yeah. I can balance yeah. it out a bit better. Mm -hmm. It's give a bit more people, more quality of life. Yeah. And being yeah. able to do that a lot more. So it's given people a lot more space to do it. And there's been challenges, which I respect. Mm -hmm. um, but again, the people that you have around you will support you, will help you and keeping a hold but, yeah i think i think the the big thing is that it's been able to some businesses have transitioned better than the others but what it's given me is a more of a perspective of how can we tap into other resources now that people can work from home as well lee and you know recruitment's totally changed in terms of sort of how it is you know no longer do people have to go on site for an interview, they can have a Zoom call, uh, a, you know, a Teams call. It's just totally transformed recruitment. Now, me personally, would I be able to go and you know target clients in Houston or Dubai from Aberdeen? I probably could, but I would need to go on a flight to Houston to yeah. meet them. Whereas now I've got contractors in Dubai and other places around the world, in Norway and places like that, that 
pre-lockdown or COVID, they would never have come to Rose Recruitment. So it, it's, it's opened the world up for, for recruiters oh, uh, um, in so. the right way. So yeah, for us, it's, you know, the, the world's our oyster, really. We don't have to just contain ourselves with like sort of Scotland or, you know. Uh, I think that's a big point to put on there, Darren, as well as we're talking today. It's, it's the, the, and I've spoken about this quite regularly, is that the geography, the boundary is being blown away completely globally now. And it's true what you say before, we had the travel aspect to go into play, either by planes, trains, or automobiles to get yeah. to one of your meetings. Whereas now with a click of a button, you can be somewhere else at the other yeah. side of the world, speaking to yeah. somebody in Dubai or South Africa or speak to somebody in Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada, yeah. all yeah. over the world that you can start chatting to people. So I 100% agree with you on that one. Thank you so much for sharing your journey today. Been great to, to hear where you are, where you've been, what you've achieved mm-hmm. and what you're aiming for. But what's around the corner for Rose Recruitment? What's the next step for you, Darren? What's what's just yeah. around that corner of knocking on the door? What we're up to, yeah. Yeah, so I think, um, well, one thing was that we just launched a new website. So, yeah, please go on and have a wee look and see what you think. But that opens up a whole variety of different things for us because it means that candidates can register on there, but companies can, you know, speak to us if they've got um, specific recruitment needs and stuff, Lee, so that yeah, the the website is um, is definitely one that's that's been pivotal to us and we've we've yeah. built it the way that we wanted to build it. So it's taken a wee bit of time. Um, but I think for us we we've got new offices and stuff um, in better locations from where we were. So we're kind of pointing that direction. We're engaging with local universities to get placement students, just to get some fresh ideas and mix things up. We, um, we're, we're part of this new Kickstart scheme, so we're hoping to get somebody in pretty soon. But overall, as a business, we're looking for, our, once our clients are back, which they are now, but they will start to, to, to ramp up, is... We're, we're looking at Glasgow in a big way. Um, Glasgow will become one of our big hubs. Um, and then from there, we'll look at Edinburgh, Manchester, basically wherever we can go next. But I think the business will then transform into maybe more of a franchisee model. And so, so we will look at that platform probably in the next couple of years um, and try and engage with people. Um, who maybe want to come on board and see us as a, a good opportunity because there, there's they'll, they'll pick up businessly um, that we've got clients, multinational clients up in Aberdeen and Glasgow, Edinburgh, and we can just switch them on at a heartbeat and say we're in Manchester, we're in Leeds, we're in here, this is who you need to speak to, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's just that opportunity you you know we we need to connect with the right people hence why you know we do these things and we go and speak to people and you know hopefully people say i i like him i could work with him he's a bit you know we have fun and things like that you know but they're they're professional on the same side um but yeah i think it's just that that's where we're looking at um to stabilize things grow aberdeen and and move the the business into maybe into like a 10 million, 15 million pound business so that we can get to a steady state. And I don't think we're far away from that. I think there's a lot to be done, but the, the you know, the uh, contracts and stuff that we've signed over lockdown and stuff, 
they're, they're big, big um, things that will just grow exponentially across the UK and into sort of um, foreign waters as well. So that's that's kind of what we are looking to do. Brilliant. Absolutely super. And I wish you all the very best for the, the mm-hmm. endeavours that you're doing. You're going <laughs> on the right track. You're, you're moving forward in the right way, Darren. So congratulations. And like I guess I wish you all the very best. Um, you mentioned your website already, which is brilliant. But yeah. how else, when everyone's been watching and listening to us today and they've heard, they've liked what you've heard, what, what they've heard as well and what you've said, but how can they make contact with you after today? How can they organise their virtual cover with Darren Agazild? Yeah, so uh, there's a variety of different ways, to be fair. Like, So you could, um, first of all, email me. It's uh, darren at roserecruitment.co.uk. Or you can check me out on LinkedIn um, and you'll see that funny photo at the top um, beside this Aberdeen seaside in the background, which, uh, you know, we, we have to do. So, yeah, you can get me through LinkedIn. Um, it's just Darren Agsold um, on LinkedIn. Or you, you can just, um, you know, pop in past or give us a phone on 01224 644449. Um, and then, you know, we can take it from there and get that virtual cupper. Um we do have a Glasgow number, but your best just coming through the Aberdeen number just now so that we can organise that sidely. But yeah, LinkedIn or drop me an email. These are the two because I'm always I'm always on there 24-7. We don't sleep in recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't, Darren. No, no you, you don't. don't. No, no, no. no. Uh, I've been going. Uh, you don't sleep in recruitment. You're always thinking, mate. It's, uh, it's how it is, so. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Darren. And I really appreciate your time today joining us at Revitalize Meets. And I would highly recommend anybody who's watching and listening today looking for that new individual for your business from hospitality, construction, and many industries. Or if you're looking for that next move, looking for that next opportunity, sourcing a role or career for yourself, make contact with Darren, organize the virtual cup. Or if you're out of the areas, you can go and grab a cup of coffee social distancing was always put into place as well but make the move make the opportunity discover many more in the conversations that you'll have with darren so i highly recommend that you organize that with darren today and get it get it done and dusted straight away so darren thank you so much for your time today really appreciate it no problem lee it's been a pleasure mate thank you and thank you very much to everybody who's been watching and listening today on the podcast channels and the youtube channels Keep your eyes open for the next Revitalize Meet that's coming up soon where I get the opportunity to meet business owners, business leaders, business entrepreneurs from across the global network. And as always, from me and Darren, keep safe, keep healthy. And as always, remember, keep connecting, everybody. Take care. See you all soon. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.